0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. What I'm going to do today is um, a little bit simple, but a little bit Kabbalistic at the same time. It'll start simple. It'll get more Kabbalistic as it goes. But it's answering one of the great questions, and that's the the question of, well, actually it answers a lot of questions, but the, the way the questions are is like this. I'd like you to imagine that the entire finite world is inside this circle. Okay? The whole finite world in this circle. Which would mean that our there's galaxy after galaxy in this circle. And let's just say our galaxy, which is called the Milky Way, is right here. Okay, that's the Milky Way right there. And inside that Milky Way is our is our solar system. And then inside that solar system is Earth, and inside Earth is Jerusalem and we are we're all somehow located here this is the entire, this is an expanding circle because the universe is expanding we are in a space-time continuum it's continually expanding. Yeah, out and out and we're, but I put our galaxy right here now I'm going to draw you inside the circle okay, this will not be to scale <laughs> okay, that's you Inside the circle. and uh, and because you're here, you are here. I just expanded you a lot, so there you are. And it brings up certain questions. What kind of questions does it bring up? Some give me a question that it brings up other than Aviva. Okay. What? I said other than Aviva. Why? Because you you're you've outspoken everybody here by about a hundred percent. That's really, really true. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we're putting you... You're on break for 10 minutes. Okay. 10-minute okay. break. Okay? Break what are some of the questions... What are some of the questions that it brings up? What am I doing here? What am I doing here? Excellent. What else you got? Whatever you guys want. I mean, there's no right answer here. What questions is this? Want to <laughs> <laughs> so why am I so big? That's really why you so small. You know, when you think of the expanded universe, like, what, Like, what am I doing here? Like... Why am I so small? Yeah. We're such a big influence. What? We're such a big influence. On what? (laughs) On On the world. No, no, forget that fact that I'll erase the city. (laughs) I'm going to keep commenting on it. I was just trying to give you a point of reference called you. That's all. Forget the picture. Okay, what kind of questions does this picture bring up? I heard one. What am I doing here? What else? I kind of covered everything. No. No? So many questions. Like if there is any meaning in this big universe and compared to it being small, right. but, there is no meaning on that. Level. Okay, it's a similar question, but is there any meaning to this universe, with, especially with us being a speck of dust? Our earth, is a speck, the entire earth, just in our Milky Way is a speck of dust. You know you can't see our earth anywhere in the Milky Way. Even the outer parts of our solar system, the Earth becomes invisible, and it would just—you would have an arrow saying, "Like this would have been Earth if you could have only seen it." It, It's not even—we are invisible in the bigger picture, and not even the biggest picture—just our own galaxy. It's invisible. Certainly, when you get in the scale of the expanding universe, we are beyond invisible. Yet here we are, on top of this Earth, and and how visible are you compared to just the planet of eight billion? Seven billion people. Seven and a half billion people. You're also a bit of a speck. And can you imagine seven billion people hanging out together, and you're one of you're like, well, that's me. Like you are here. And so we're we're like on this giant speck of dust, floating around, and you're a speck of dust on the speck of dust. Because what are you compared to the your- earth? Yes. Another question would be: Is this a unique phenomenon? Or is there more? Yeah. Are there more of these? Is there life on Earth? Here's a seat for you. Is there life on earth in other areas? Other places? Why does that matter? So much? Um, it may not. There's no rules here. <laughs> Just question. I have one question. Why does it matter so much? It's a question. It's a question <laughs> Thank on you. It's a question on his question. Okay, keep it up. What other what questions? How can I help the world? What? How can I help the world? Okay. That's the what is our purpose? What is our purpose? Okay. You guys keep coming up with the same question over and over again. Where do you come from? What? Where do it come from? Well, good one. question. Good one. Where did it come from? Where did all this come from? Because think about it, guys. If it's an expanding universe, that means at one point it was singular. Yeah. And so, and even that, like, what made it expand? And who says there was even an it to begin with? Would you think that it was always here? Or maybe it made itself? Like, where did it come from? <laughs> Things don't make them such. Everything's an effect of a previous cause. But yet, an expanding universe means that if you contract it back to the beginning, in what was the previous cause? That's the says. That's how everyone can know there's a God. Like, Rambam gives them a simple proof of God. How does everyone know there's a God? Because of, because what was the first cause? So it's called the Rambam's first cause proof. You can't get away with it. It's incontrovertible. Something had to cause it. Something causes everything. There's nothing you can look at in the universe. That isn't the effect of the previous cause. So why would you think that original point either was always there or created itself? Or it has to be the effect of a previous thought. So what was the previous cause? What was that first cause? Any other questions? How can I help my fellow man? But that's all kind of answering the original <coughs> thing we're doing here. And all of you seem to realize that it's to make a difference for people make a difference in this world okay but there's another question that's kind of subtle here yeah if the universe is expanding what's it expanding into well that's that's a cosmic secondary question you ever think about that what's it what's it expanding into I mean if you took like if you had a spaceship faster than the edge of the universe meaning faster than the expansion and you like shot out of the expansion where are you now (laughs) (laughs) Great question. It's an amazing question. I love it. Sometimes I stare at the full moon. Not staring, staring like the way you're not supposed to. But sometimes I look at it, and I see the full moon, and I, and I, I imagine it's actually a door to a world of light. You just gotta like shoot through it. It's a door to a world of light. Another customer. Now... I've got another question that no one asked, although someone kind of asked, and that is what's outside the circle, which is basically what you were saying. Aliens? (laughs) If there are aliens, they would definitely be within the circle. If there are aliens, they have to be inside the circle. Because they would be part of the universe. When they ask if there are aliens out there, like other life force, other life out there, they're talking about, is there more life in the universe? I'm not asking you to really, like, a how Even if there is a purpose to everything, why? Why <laughs> what? Why is it there in the first place? That's a great question. Why does anything to do? Also a great question. Is uh, that your bag making you all that noise? Just dump it on the table. Like, meaning dump some of it. So you don't have to hear the snap crackle pop of your bag. <laughs> no, really, just do it once. Get, it, get the bag making its noise and... You're done with it. Why? No, I want you to eat, man. I mean, you're just your father. Like, wow. S, my S- skin. S-, S-, S. Eat, my child, eat. Wow. So, anyway. <laughs> I just don't want to hear crinkling the classic. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm just curious, what are we asking questions about? <laughs> <laughs> He's you, and you're asking questions. What's outside of this place? Why does that... Or Oh, that's the question! Sorry, I gave it away. What's outside of the circle? Why does that matter? So what's the circle? Mean? Well, I know what's in the circle. I'd like to know what's outside I mean, of I mean, what it. What is? How is that important to my growth, knowing what's outside what of my... You could. Ask anything about it. Yeah, there was no what's rules. What's though? the purpose of stuff on Earth? Like, I was wondering what's the purpose of, like, you know, I mean, there's starving kids in the middle of Africa somewhere what's the purpose of that? You know? yeah. Yeah. Like some island tribe in the middle of nowhere, nobody knows about. There's some like starving polar bear that dies. Yeah, like what's the purpose of that? <laughs> Those also also interesting questions. Um, <laughs> Did Anyway, I no, you're doing great. <laughs> he second guessing his question <laughs> Okay, so what I'd like to show you is just... (laughs) Maybe I was born in the wrong generation or something, but when I grew up, everyone wanted to know what's outside the circle. It was the discussion of, like, is there a God that created this place, or is there not a God? Did God create this place, or is there not a God? And if there is a God... Then what's this world all about? If there's not a God, then it's not about anything. It's about whatever floats your boat. If there's no God, then it's just whatever floats your boat. And for some people, that would be helping people. For some people, that might be hurting people. But that's without a God. But if there is a God, so then what? What does that mean for us? Anyway, these used to be important questions. They're no longer important. So what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I'll talk about it. He has yeah, some good questions. Oh, great. The polar bears. What do you got? No, I have a The polar bears. Oh, those good good questions? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I my question's a good question Like I don't, I don't understand the purpose of, you know, people starving a, in Africa. A crazy island tribe in Madagascar that nobody knows about, and they don't know we <laughs> exist, and they think they are the only people on the planet, and you know. Yeah. So what about it? What's the question? Well, like, the question was, what's, what's that purpose? Like, why are they there? You know, if you say that everything in the world has a purpose, then like, well, what the heck? Like, if nobody knows about them, they don't know about us. Then there's no communication whatsoever. And like, like it's hard for me to imagine that God's that God's, that God's that God's busy with them while He's busy with me. Like they're so insignificant. And no offense to them. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know that I exist. <laughs> you don't know about them much either. Whatever. They're like, what's their purpose? You know. Like they're probably asking. they what our purpose is. It's hard for me to imagine that God's so busy with them. Or like. You, know? you think God's only busy with like big stuff? Like it's weird. Like let's say, like let's, like, let's say, like yeah. Let's say... God's only interested in the big stuff. Like uh, just, random, just random uh, isolated just tribes are not interesting to God. No, I just I'm forget about God for a second. Forget about put God away for a second. Okay. I, for don't me, don't rabbit Forget about God. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> okay, God's on the side. Now. I don't understand it. Like, what are they doing there? What's what? what how does it? How does it? They're hanging out. What are they contributing to the world? They can do it to each other. They have their own world. They have their own world, then. This is more of an examination of your own psychology at this point. They don't know anyone outside their tribe. So no, that's not what I mean. I mean, that there's just random people that just like. We've heard the question <laughs> stated in so many ways. I don't know. How, 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 what, what happens to some, some guy laying <laughs> in the street on venuda No, that's oh, different because he's in civilization. So, like you know, civilization has something to say for itself. Like it's good to be in civilization. <laughs> what would you rather be, part of civilization or part of the ignorant tribe? <laughs> Think of that. It's an interesting question. The track. Why, are you I don't get to put him in. I, mean, Abby, I, I, I thought I, I understood, understood the question, question. but Avi thinks I don't. No, in, in a different way. Um, we could say that the world was created for the Jews. That's that we say in the Torah, right? right? No, we do not. We do that. not say that. No, Bishvilim oh, that's also <laughs> so, that means something else. Why? What's, so, what's the difference between? Bishvilim olam means that the world was created for me. Jews. Not the Jews. But do we say that? Do not Jews <laughs> say that? Yeah. <laughs> Only when they realize it. <laughs> they could say, no. Your experience of the world all around you is for you. You're all being orchestrated around me. I'm being orchestrated around you. Think about it. God's like got me saying all these words in front of you. So I'm being orchestrated around you as well as the people sitting around you as well. They're all extras in your film that you're starring in. And you're all extras in the film, I'm sorry, but you're not extras, you're, you're my, my greatest love, you know. That's but, song. but, you're being orchestrated around me right now. And I'm being orchestrated around you, and these words coming out of my mouth, I think are because of free will, but it seems there's <coughs> only so much free will involved, because God somehow put me in front of you. So he's surrounding, I mean, I know it seems weird because it's a classroom, but how many, if you just walk through Jerusalem, on an errand, to go do an errand, you'll see all these innuendos will take place. All, you know, all, what? Of all these what? Innuendos, it's a big word. Uh, random, yeah. Seemingly random things will happen between you and other people, and that's all part of this amazing plan. You know, like, like some, some lady... You, you get in the bus, because you're on your way to the errand, and it's very stuffy there, and the driver somehow closed the door on some lady's dress. <laughs> <laughs> and that lady's dress is hooked onto... Poor lady. You know, it's, it's like whatever, it, it got like <laughs> who knows <laughs> anyway, but it got a big black mark on her, on her dress. now she was on her way to an interview oh, no. she doesn't go to the interview she's she has go a home again when she she's got to the interview, she went to the bathroom just to see how she looked and she realized she had to go home and change so she cancels the interview oh. on her way home, she meets some guy who's hiring and turns out, she's got just the quality the you know what I'm saying, I can just go on I'm just making stuff up but the this is going on all the time. It sounds like a good story. Thank you. It's probably waiting ten minutes. up. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. To <laughs> 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 the timing. This. Um, the truth is, is, this is just mine and Aviva's class. Well, but it's not. Yes, it is. It is not. Yeah. It's really not. It's always. My class. If I say it's our class, it's our class. Okay. And this is our class. How come? One argument. She's she's in charge of. Uh, she's in charge of like. You see, some people sit in class and they're just like for like an hour straight, and I know who you are. Okay? <laughs> and, and so, so that's like that's horrific as a teacher to have students just sit there going like like that the whole time. So it's really rough as a teacher. So so then there's people who actually speak once in a while. And that's wonderful, Stigia. And then there's people who speak all the time. (laughs) And that's like, it's like, it lets me know there's a pulse out there. And not to mention she laughs at all my jokes. But I think it's a good problem to have. (laughs) You're the best problem I ever had. Okay, Okay, listen, enough of that. (laughs) Yeah. We're all being orchestrated around each other. So God's, like, crazy interested in you, You stop thinking he's only interested in, like, Trump and Putin and, and all those other people they show us on the news. He's interested in you. And the world's being orchestrated around you. And our world's being orchestrated around some guy with a bone going through his nose in Madagascar. <laughs> he's crazy about all of us. We'll never understand why. But yet, hasn't he orchestrated all of your lives? I'll give you the best example. All of you are in Israel, right? Why? Because at some point it was offered that you could come to Israel, and every one of you said yes. Right? Now, you were sensing that you had free will. But now, think about it for a moment. What had to happen for you to say yes at that moment? Who had to call who? How did your name pop up in all this? That you wound up being a, 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 uh, someone who was a candidate to be on such a trip? Um, how did your name get in that mix? Who had to call who? Who had to know who? What happened there? What happened next? All kinds of stuff's going on. And then at the end of all the orchestration, because in the end you were supposed to be here right now. You had to be here, not only here in Israel, but in this classroom. All of this had to be. It all had to be. And the way that what happened in the end was God let someone put the microphone in front of your face at the very last moment of the whole orchestration. And you said like this, you like, Yes. Everybody clapped. And then and then you were like like the lack of power choice. And God's upstairs is going like, go. <laughs> like, I orchestrated this nails. God's orchestrating everything. Every second, every second that unfolds is all part of the greater plan. Whether people are having a good time or they're having a bad time, it's all part of the greater plan. We don't understand God. See, we think, oh yeah, it was all part of God's plan when the good stuff happens. When the bad stuff happens, all of a sudden it's like God hates me. What are you talking about? Like As if you understand God. You know what you're doing? You're basically putting your definitions of what what having a relationship with someone is on God. But God's an infinite being. God sees a much bigger picture. You've been around many, many times. You've been alive, meaning you've been reincarnated several times. Multiple times. Which means there's all kinds of stuff you're going through in this life that are all part of a greater plan, Including your sibling, and who your parents are, where you were born, and all of this stuff is part of this incredible evolution called your personal story. And it's and we have and the cool thing is you have, have total freedom. You have total freedom. You could get up right now and start doing jumping jacks and push-ups and go yell out the window, from Israel." You can stay. You can leave. Really, you, you mean? Do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Yet all of this has been totally orchestrated and it, it's an amazing thing. Total free will, yet total orchestration is your uh, I have a spot here right here next to this dude. you have a bench, thank you. Sure. Well, if I wasn't a rabbi, I would be a, a major dealer. So, uh, I spend all my time seating here. Should have been one down in South Florida. Oh yeah. They got a place down there, $500. You have to see <laughs> this guy, just to get like, a place there. Oh, he's getting a good uh, seat. Blue, blue, stu- actually it's like world famous, blue stone crab. uh He's the biggest brother. We were talking about the <laughs> 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 so blue stone crash. You don't even know him <laughs> <laughs> my brother's name. These guys <laughs> are getting more random by the hour. Yes, yeah. 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 so we're getting. <laughs> <by the> <laughs> <laughs> so Anyway, got the maid or dee gets like 500 bucks. Yeah, so you, I you got to put them just like the gallery reservation. Otherwise, it's like seven months in advance. I think we're off topic. he got top a tremendous of... business going on. We'll get there soon. I never I never forgot this moment. I was I was walking with my grandma, passing an entire line of people in with a whole entourage of glazers, passing like an entire line of people into a Vegas show. And I kept pulling on my grandma's skirt. I was like very little in like, but grandma the line starts back there and she, was, <laughs> she was, I'm like, the line goes ahead. she says, I'm gonna speak to the maitre D at the show. Uh, I'm like, but Grandma, the line's back there. She says to me, she, she looks at me, I'm like five years old, she looks at me and she says to me, every man has this price. Every man has this price." She was teaching me a great lesson in life that there's no such thing as integrity. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so angry with that. And I, anytime I've seen someone get bribed for Things like this, I—it's always like made my skin crawl. And, and two minutes later, we're in the front row of a show. <laughs> she like handed this guy a lot of bills, all hundreds. And next thing I know, we're in the front row of a show. And I did not enjoy the show. And I, I just—I I was raised—I was born. I wasn't raised. I was raised a capitalist, but I was born Marxist. And meaning, I'm, I'm for the people, and I'm with the people, I believe in distribution of wealth and all this stuff that's you know anti-American. And the not that I'm anti-America. I love America. It's just that uh, it's just that I really think we could share on a much higher level. I'm not I'm not sure what? Practicality. Practicality. Then. You just got to look at a very observant community <laughs> of Jews and see how it works in practice. Like kibbutz. We, we, or either kibbutz or very observant Jews. So we take care of each other. We're always taking care of each other. And. It's uh, poor people are our problem. The Torah says it's straight. The Midrash says the reason why is some more is given to this one and less is given to that one, so the guy with more gives to less. This is like nursery school. It's like nursery school. It's like the simplest in the world. The Midrash, I mean, it's almost <laughs> embarrassing. The Midrash, <laughs> think, about, think about this Midrash. I mean, it's embarrassing, like that we even need it. Some are given more, some are given less. just like some like major like complicated thing here yet every single society has people starving to so, death so we just give and give and give I'm telling you guys can just give and give and give. Yeah, you have 20 shekels in your pocket it's the last 20 shekels in your pocket just give it away give it away now does Jewish law say give it away no Jewish law says if you only got 20 shekels don't give it away it was Yom Tov. Just give it away. It's only twenty <laughs> Not like you're rich. <laughs> give it away. See what happens. See what happens when you start giving away. Just give away. Just live in total abundance. See, everyone thinks abundance means I got abundance. They don't think about giving abundance. Abundance is a two-way street. If you want abundance in your life? Share abundantly with whomever you can. Just keep it coming. Keep it flowing. Keep it flowing. Keep it flowing. It lets God know that, hey, I've got an address to help out the poor through this person because this person just keeps giving. So be that person. And then you'll always have it. You'll be full of abundance. Yeah, I mean, Jewish law is practical. It says if you don't have any money, you don't have to give it away. If you have very little, you don't have to give it away. But but I say, be abundant. Live with abundance. You'll always, you always have And I've been at this now for... I don't know how many years. I've, I have had no plan, raising eight kids, uh, with, with no real plan. Uh, as a rule, I won't save money. I do not save money. I, I just constantly let it go, and I've been doing this now. I don't know how long, uh, a lot of time, a couple decades. And uh, I remember when my my when my daughter was. Uh, I had a daughter lined up to get married. I Meaning, it was her turn to get married. This is my first daughter, and uh, a couple of my family members came up to me and said, "said, you know, Dad, you, know, you got you to listen to reason here. You know, you're a daughter. You're gonna need some money. You know, you can't just keep doing this." And I said, to them, "Listen, it's been working for our family for the last seventeen years. <coughs> I live in abundance. I always have. Everyone else always has. Who's around me?" and if I wind up in some horrible day after she gets engaged or after the marriage, okay for, for my next child, I'll save money for the wedding. Well, it turns out I married her off and had an amazing, amazing wedding. Not a very low-budget wedding. It was actually a high-budget wedding. And not to mention we took out a hotel for Shabbos Shabbos. And then we <laughs> took over an entire hotel for Shabbos Shabbos. Now I didn't fill most of the rooms. It was the the head of Nebrak, the the uh, there's a um, the CEO of the city of Nebrak. His my daughter married his son, so but I certainly paid for all my rooms, which were not a few rooms, probably about twenty rooms, and uh, he paid for about a hundred rooms, you know. And the uh, but I didn't owe a penny after this. I didn't owe a penny. So do you think I should change my plan for the next kid? Of course not. No, I'm sticking with abundance. You just live abundance with abundance. Now, uh, by the way, not everyone's allowed to do that. Not everyone's allowed to just like, have no plan. But uh, why not? But right now, you guys are all young and dumb, so try it. Try it. If you how bad can you fail if you're young and single right now and you just start living a life of giving? Try it. See what happens. What's what's what do you got to lose? You, know, you got a mortgage somewhere? You don't have a mortgage. So, what do you got to lose? You know, so, you, so, you you wind up totally broke. Great. You totally broke for a few months until you got some money. Like, you now, telling this to a person who owns a home with a wife, or kids, mortgage, car payments, and all that, and tell just start giving it all away, is um, I understand why that person you know, that might not be the most uh, responsible of my the rest of you guys, just give it away. You'll be the happiest person. I'm <coughs> sorry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so how do you intend? You know, you totally broke for four months. How do you intend to eat? How do you intend to? Uh, or just um, go find the Jewish community. community and just hang around the the Simcha halls. <laughs> every day there's a bris. Every day there's a bar mitzvah. Every day there's a. You eat like a king. All you need is one nice suit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the famous joke that this guy's eating dinner at this event, and he says to he says to him, so you know who do you know here? What you Meaning what's your connection? What's your connection to this? And he says, he says, I'm on the bride's side. And the guy says, it's a bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the uh, I was gonna tell you uh, a <laughs> story. Oh yeah, it's just this there was this amazing guy. He wasn't Jewish. I met him when I was at Santa Barbara and UCSB, my you know, major surfing years. And he spent his life walking. He would rarely get in a vehicle because he meets much more people by walking. And he would spend his life just walking and giving stuff away. Now he didn't have anything to give away, but he was everything he touched, he could turn it into something amazing. He could take a stick and make it into a musical instrument, like into a flute, whatever it was. And then he would play the flute like like he was a master flautist. And then he would hand the flute, like after the most amazing flute concert you've ever heard. I mean, maybe it was the drugs, but I thought it was amazing. <laughs> the, um, at the end of the whole concert, he hands the flute to someone, and he says, this is for you. Goodbye, everybody. And maybe we just walk. <laughs> this gets crazy. An amazing guy. Well, when he met UCSB, where I studied, UCSB which stands for You Can Study Buzz. It was the highest populated square mile. It's, it is the highest populated square mile west of the Mississippi, and everyone's between the ages of 18 and 22. You can imagine what kind of parties are going on there. So, so when he found Santa Barbara, he kind of hung out for a while. He, he normally walks, but he, he he was dwelling for for weeks with us. He was an amazing guy. He taught us so much. So I was on my way up to the Grateful Dead concert in Oakland for New Year's, and he—he, um, he, uh, you know, I saw him, and I'm like, I know you usually walk, but I think you should be jumping into my truck right now. And he's like, I'm in. And he jumps in a packed truck of uh, hippies, you know, and the back of the truck's full of surfboards and, and you know, my mountain bike, and, and, the, um, and we head up to the Grateful Dead <clears throat> show in Oakland. And it was just so great having him with us full time. He taught us so much about life, but mostly about giving. Anyway, so it was the next morning, and we're on a roof of some like random house, and and we're watching the sunrise. And he's still he's been philosophizing for like the last three hours, for and all of us are just listening. And then, but the sun rose enough that you could see my gorgeous Toyota 4Runner in the parking lot, and we're all staring off the roof of this house at. He looks at me and he says, he says to me, Yon-to that truck of yours, I'm not sure that you really own it. I said, What do you mean? He says, I think it owns you. (laughs) He said, What do you mean? He says, You never own something if you can't give it away. If you can't let go of it, you don't really own it. What does it mean to own something? It's yours to have or give away could you give it away? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't Don't think I can give away my Toyota 4x4. And he's like, somebody owns you. You don't really own your truck, do you? And I started thinking about it. I'm like, you want me to give my truck away? I think he had himself in mind. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, you want me to give my truck away? And he was like, I mean, if you really want to be free, it would be so amazing to just let the truck go. And so I'm staring at my truck and all these hippies are oh. like looking at me going like, <laughs> and then I finally think about like the, the thousands of miles I travel just for surfing, that that truck is like the vehicle to get me out in the ocean to ride those waves, to trailheads to ride the mountains, and, and to get to everywhere I'm going. and in my travels and journeys. And if I finally, like, at the end, I just go, yeah. no. they're all like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not that crazy. Like, I believe in personal property. It's such a thing as a personal property. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to do a little something on the board. for. We'll just see if it means anything to you guys. throughout world history, maybe this is the way I'll say it, throughout world history, humankind always wanted to know what's outside the circle. They just wanted to know what's out there. So the first person we'll deal with is the atheist. And the atheist believes there is nothing outside the circle. They say something that's kind of crazy. It doesn't make any logical sense, but they say this. They say, if I don't, if I never saw it, why would I believe it? You know that? If I never saw it, why would I believe it? I never met God. Why am I believing in something I have no evidence for? So I never met it. Why would I believe it? Now there's a much more honest perspective. And this is the agnostic. The agnostic says that I don't know. This is much more logical. And that is that I don't know. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't so that means I'm not going to live as if there is in case there isn't, I'm not going to live as if there is in case there Yeah, you know, it's kind of a dilemma for the agnostic like how do I I, I, I don't want to live too crazy in case there isn't, I don't want to live too holy in case there isn't it's much more logical, the atheist is just crazy, I mean you can learn faith from the atheist because they're basically believing there's nothing there it doesn't make any logical sense to do that. Because there may be something there. So the agnostics are, really, agnostics are really the only logical one between these two. and But they're also stuck. Because they're on the fence. Like They, they don't want to be too crazy in case there is a gun. They don't want to be too holy in case there isn't. And this doesn't work at all for Judaism. Have you ever noticed that you'll never meet an agnostic Jew who keeps the commandments? you ever noticed that? There's no such thing as agnostic Jews. Ever thought of that? There's no agnostic Jews who actually keep everything. Why is that? Why is that? I mean, you'll meet a ton of agnostic Jews. I'd say there's more agnostic Jews by far than any other kind of Jew. Except they don't keep the mitzvahs. They might keep some mitzvahs when it's comfortable. They might try to hedge their bets with thou shall not kill or something. You know, they're certainly not hedging their bets with uh, Shabbos. I mean, they may be kiddish. But, you know, I would rather do without your kiddish and you know, get rid of the kiddish and stop getting in your car. You know, and making combustion with your engine. So so you'll never be an agnostic who keeps Torah. You ever thought about that? You all thought about that before? How come agnostics don't keep Torah? Who can answer that question? Why don't agnostics keep Torah? It's too many little things to do. Where do you draw the line on what's happening? meaning? If an agnostic doesn't want to be too crazy in case there's a God, I mean, they don't want to do too many things wrong, and they also don't want to be too holy in case there isn't. Where do you draw the line in the commandments? I mean, there's 613 commandments. They, those break down into 55,000 laws. So which are, which ones do you choose to do and which ones you choose not? How, how do you how do you skin that cat? Like what, what are you supposed to do? Should you keep Shabbos? What do you think? An agnostic Jew should keep Shabbos? He's going to miss out on, like, rock concerts in case there's a God. And if there wasn't, what an idiot. Depends to what side he's living. No, we're saying, like, right in the middle. Pure agnostic. You couldn't walk there?
1: What? Walk to the concert? Well, I mean, (laughs) there's something
0: like, so, like, keeping a fence around the Torah, like, uh, technically you can have cheese on a hamburger as long as the cheese isn't cooked, right? But you know, <laughs> say, oh, you yeah. could, we could create a whole new like way of being Jewish for yeah. <coughs> agnostic. <coughs> they took the a thing though, right? No. It's <laughs> just called there's bus of that's cooked and there's bus of That's with meat with milk. It's also for the Okay. So that's it. Now, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but it is peculiar that the most popular position and the most logical position is here, yet none of them keep the Torah. Okay, you want me to answer one? Oh, you didn't answer one. There's too much to do. It's impossible to know where to draw a line of what you do and what you don't do. Now, the next one, <coughs> I'm going to skip the idolatry, but you can also have people believe in all this stuff inside the world, because there's a lot of powerful stuff in the world, but we're going to skip this. We're going to go straight to the believer. This is the believer, and the believer believes there's actually something outside the circle. The believer believes there's something out there, which, you know, I guess we call God. Believer believes there's something upset like Ah uh, I just remembered, was today Thursday? Yes. Yes. We we raise money for a family for Shabbat. One family eats Shabbat based on this class. So if after the class everyone can give something to Yaakov Zip, unfortunately we have all young people today. I always love it when I on Thursday I see some. Why guy. unfortunately. Well on Thursday sometimes there's just like one guy sitting in a seat wearing a Rolex watch. And he, like, triples everything we get. Right? <laughs> Meaning this guy gave five, this guy gave ten, this guy gave a twenty, someone gave a fifty, but this guy gets, like, four hundred shekels, and they eat, they eat, like, kings that shekels. But we didn't get that this week. But uh, anyway, the, we all give to this guy. Anyway, just, just everyone gives something, unless you have absolutely nothing. We give something. It doesn't matter, if, even if it's a half a shekel, which is ten cents. But uh, we try to give, that's after the class, to give to the Okay. Now the believer believes something's out there, but they really believe it. they have any evidence? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. But they certainly believe it. The they certainly <laughs> believe it. They'll uh you know, they will be really careful with what they do. And they'll take great sacrifices. Like even strap a bomb to themselves based on their belief. I mean think about that. Someone with those suicide bombers—they're like blowing themselves up in Iraq all the time. All those other countries out there, they—those uh, guys are doing this with zero evidence. evidence. And even if they had evidence, there was God. They certainly have no evidence that, that you know, killing themselves is going to some cause. I don't even know what, why they do it. Is it like Shiite versus? Uh, Sunni. Call? Sunni. Sunni. Is this like a Shiite-Sunni thing, why they blow themselves up, or is it a political thing? Does anyone know? With ISIS, it's... Uh, with ISIS, they're, 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 they're Shiites, I think. I'm pretty sure. I think it's a depression thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not many? <laughs> you hear about the suicide bomber, who uh, brought a doctor's note to the, uh, the suicide bomber. Yeah, yeah. He goes up there and just, like, we brought a doctor's note to the... To, like, to, you know, let's say, non like, I... No, I was thinking of a, a suicide bomber coming with a note from his mommy. Anyway, that whole promise of 72 virgins is, you have to read more carefully, it's 72 year old virgin. <laughs> no, they've got a, a bunch of 72 year old computer nerds, you know? Hmm? <laughs> what, you what did he say? What? I'm what not reviewing that, but that was really funny. Oh. I got really what he would say for joining us here. He's a pedophile. It's 72 year old virgins. Oh, oh, you got a lot of likes for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody watching in the morning? Yeah. We had eight, nine, five, seven. Good morning. Maybe we shouldn't post this one. It's hard to know in this room because we're live, so we're going to think about the camera. Um, please comment whether I shouldn't post this as soon as possible. You keep getting more likes. <laughs> <laughs> Radical Islamists are really blowing people away. away. <clears throat> uh, okay. Here we go. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> the Jews. Are not believers. Not. The Rambam does not permit us to just believe. That's not that he didn't permit. He says, if you want to fulfill the commandment of the Ten Commandments, the top of the Ten, ten mm-hmm. Commandments, the top ten, list, you want to fulfill the first of the Ten Commandments. It's not about believing, but you gotta what? No. You gotta know. As believers, this is knowers. Believers is not Munchuta. You gotta know. Now, you can't just believe. Rambam says Gentiles can fulfill the seven Noahide laws. The first one is to believe in God. That's okay. Whereas the Jews have to know. I don't know why he says that. I mean, that's kind of rough. Yeah, know. And uh, to make that we have to know, or we're gonna get upstairs like having totally believed and find out we don't even get the reward for the first commandment. But you gotta know according to Rambam. You gotta know, <coughs> Ramban. Says it's okay to believe, but the Rambam says you gotta know. Maybe it's from the Hebrew, anochi. Anyway, <laughs> you gotta know, and so Jews are knowers. And, and but when it, can I explain why it makes total sense? Because when you believe in something, so that's cool as long as it's comfortable. But but if it if it's not comfortable. You've got to kind of know. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're studying for finals and you've been studying and cramming and like you're so exhausted, you're like, you're living on no and Viren and Starbucks and anything you can do to keep yourself awake to study. And all you're about is getting to the campus <coughs> rabbi's house for Shabbos dinner. You just want to get to the campus rabbi's house for Shabbos Day. dinner and like be done because you're not going to keep going, you're not going to do it on Shabbos. So you want you to just get. You get to the rabbi, amazing job, you drink the wine, you drink the beer, you drink, you drink the vodka, and, and then you get to your home, and you find out that you forgot to turn your bedroom light off. You forgot to turn your bedroom light off. You are so sleep deprived. Uh-huh. And you can't sleep with the light on. And so, if you're a believer, what's going to happen with the light? It's magically going to turn off. If you're a knower, what are you going to do? If you know, for sure, 100% there's a guy. Yeah, so you either, you deal with it, you know, you, you'll do something. Maybe you'll wear a sleeping mask, or you'll sleep at a friend's house, or you'll go in the living room where the lights are off, or, or, or you'll call your Gentile neighbor and just say, like, it's really bright in there. Um, the, you'll figure something out, but if you're a knower, you're not going to mess with it. But it's even further. That God asks too much of us to just believe. If you have a belief system, so you got to have a very small ask. You can't ask for a lot, and the more you ask for, you're going to have to enforce. Meaning, why doesn't Christianity enforce much? Because they don't ask you for it. They have a belief system that's total fairy tale. This is going to be great on Facebook. They have, um, they have a belief system that's basically a fairy tale, and and then, but they don't ask you to do anything. So, as long as you don't have to do anything, it's very easy to believe it. Islam asks you to do a bit. you know, Very little compared to Judaism, but they, they ask you to do a bit, or not to do a bit. I don't know what it is, do a bit, not do a bit. It's more refrain from certain things, but very few bit. But there you see they have to enforce it. They get rough, they start using force. Judaism, no force, 55,000 laws. We have more laws just in the black boxes we wear that all the world's religions put together, with no enforcement. How's there no enforcement? We used these to put people to death if they did the wrong thing. They actually they didn't, but what I mean by no—if uh, you learn Messick with Sanhedrin, you, you, you never put people to death. But they, but the uh, no enforcement meaning there's no enforcement. No enforcement. The yeah. Yep. yeah, they have a court system. Yeah, until you get to that court system, oh, good luck. There still is. I know 170, 170. The they don't give them Still, the fact that there is. was like, if you know the law, so you'd see there's no, there's no real. Half the time you're alone. <laughs> you need eight aid them You know how much you can do wrong by yourself with no one even knowing you did anything in the Judaism? <laughs> Plenty You know what you now. can do wrong in a week by accident? You know? <laughs> Just totally arbitrary by accident. That's why we have Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is like a reset button, because what a Jew can do wrong in one year, a Gentile couldn't do in his lifetime. So every year we get this like reset, because of all the inadvertent things we can do wrong, in just a matter of hours. just a matter of hours. So the very fact that we've been asked so much requires it to be verifiable. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying a very simple point right now, maybe not a simple point, but the very fact that we're asked so much means it's got to be verifiable. You wanna ask very little? Fine, belief. Then you can be a believer. If you want to, if you're being asked a lot, it's gotta be something that's verifiable. But let's go further. What's the difference between this picture and that picture? Who's the these two pictures? The answer is nothing. Except for what? Clear, I promised you we do a little cabal and this is the end of our class. We'll do a little Kabbalah. What's wrong with this picture? If God is unlimited by space and time, what's wrong with the picture? Why is there Why what? Why is he in why circle? Why there a circle? In or like right. out of God's a circle? God's unlimited by space and time, why have we limited him out of the circle? And so now, at the very conclusion of the class, before I give you a rabbi, Nick. Because Nina's getting impatient. So Judaism is not just what's called soft core monotheism. Softcore monotheism is the belief in one God. Okay? Soft core believes <coughs> is the belief that there's a God. There's one God. Hardcore monotheism is a belief that God is one. He's an infinite being, therefore, he's not only surrounding space. Basically. But God is also filling space. And so, though we're in here, in the middle, somehow, all there really is, is God, in the end. Hashem, that which surrounds space. Mu'halokim, that's which fills space. This is why we have two words for every bracha. Ru'hatat, Hashem, surrounding. Elokeim, filling. Shema Israel Hashem, the surrounding. Elohim. Hashem, Yudin He and Babaneh surrounds space and time. Elohim is what fills space And so when they've been trying to figure out what's out there, it turns out it's not a question of what's out there. It's actually a question of not only what's out there, but what's what and in here. Okay, everyone. Please hand money to Zev for his family